If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hello, fellow gamers. Welcome to the Video Gamers Podcast. Today is Thursday. It is time for This Week in Gaming when we look at recent gaming news over the last seven days. I am your host, Paul, and joining me, he is saving all of his loose change in a piggy bank because he's got his eyes set on some sweet DLC in Star Citizen. It's Josh. <laughs> Give me that Legatus package, boys. <laughs> the podcast you got a lot of it, change. Right? No, it's a podcast expense. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> negatory. <laughs> All right. And then joining Josh and me, he's getting prepped for a new roguelike mode as his main girl, Ellie from The Last of Us. It's Ryan. Oh, surprise, surprise. Another remake. <laughs> this is the year of remakes. There are so many on the docket. All right, guys. Um, whenever we have a new year, there's always a little bit of a lull in gaming news. But here this week, we did get some stories that we want to cover. And the first thing that we're going to talk about here is a little bit of a two-parter in regards to Naughty Dog. They are one of my favorite developers. I think they are Ryan's as well. They are the people behind Crash Bandicoot, Jack and Daxter, Uncharted, The Last of Us. And let's start out by talking about an article that released this week on theloadout.com. And it was titled, Naughty Dog is in danger of missing the boat with the PS5. So basically what this article pointed out is that Naughty Dog is obviously releasing a lot of remastered games, right? Whether it be Uncharted or The Last of Us, but their last new games are actually pretty old. You got to go back to 2016 for Uncharted 4 and 2020 for The Last of Us Part 2, and both of those games released on the PS4. So right now there is nothing on the horizon that we're aware of now, especially that they canceled the Last of Us multiplayer game. And since the assumption is that we're probably three to four years away from the next gen of consoles, we might have an entire generation come and go without an actual new game from Naughty Dog. How do you guys feel about this? This is kind of wild to me. Seeing as how I've only ever played about eight hours of The Last of Us, like, I, I mean, no, no shade towards Naughty Dog because I know these games are awesome, but... I don't like it doesn't affect me. You know what I mean? Like I I need to play Uncharted. I need to play that series because both of you dudes gush over it. Paul over the break you said you went back and played like 1 through 3. You were like you know, Uncharted 2 is one of the best games ever made. Yep. And so it's like like the 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 gamer in me and the podcaster in me goes, "Dude, how can you miss an entire generation of consoles? Like that seems really bad." But then the I've never played most of these games guy in me kind of goes like, I mean, I don't have a PS5. <laughs> if they miss it, like, is that is that that bad? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was strategic. You you didn't get the PS5 just because you knew they weren't going to release it. Yeah, I mean, you. I'm a Naughty Dog fan. <laughs> if they're not going to put anything out on PS5, why do I got to buy a PS5 then? 
Yeah, well, why do why do they have to release everything when they can just keep re-releasing everything well, and then uh, they're good to go? Yeah, I mean, obviously the success of like the Last of Us TV show, you know, they've got other yeah. stuff that they're working on. But the fact that you can have one of the biggest developers that have put out so many bangers, it's just really disappointing if we go this long without anything. I, I remember there was also a similar lull with like Pokemon games. I don't remember if it was the Wii or the Wii U, but there were like no new Pokemon games for basically a whole generation. And we kind of have that here from an entire developer. Uh, if you guys didn't know, for better or worse, PlayStation, they are the parent company of Naughty Dog. They do not interfere in the development of any games by Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog games don't even have a producer. There is no intermediary between PlayStation and Naughty Dog. They're free to just develop whatever they want. So if they don't have any real inspiration, no one's forcing them to come out with a game. So in a way, I do kind of admire this because if they put something out, it means that they stand behind it creatively, which is great. I just feel a little disappointed. Like, hopefully they'll strike iron with something. I would love to see them come out with a new franchise as much as I love Uncharted and The Last of Us. I'm very curious to see what they might come out with down the road. Um, but yeah, a little bit of a, of a long lull for them. The, the million dollar question on this one is with them focusing on the remakes, is that what has prevented them from releasing something new? Because let's be honest, as gamers and not developers, we instantly go, well, if you're spending time developing a remake, then you're not spending time developing some new game that I want to play. Like, give me Uncharted 5 or Last of Us 3 or, you know, something like that. And I think, you know, we've seen glimpses in a development world and they say, listen, completely different teams that work on remakes versus working on developing a new game. But I'm pretty sure we all still just kind of assume that, well, you've put all your effort into making remakes and we don't want remakes. We want new games. Like, what are you doing, Naughty Dog? And, and you know, and so it's like, is that I, I like that's instantly how my brain feels is go. It goes like quit making remakes and give me something new. Yeah. A am I crazy be. or is that like, do you guys think that a little bit, too? I'm not well, saying I'm it's right. I'm just saying pills. that's where I default to. Yeah, uh, no, I agreed, and uh, and you see this in the movie industry as well, where they just kind of do remakes or just continue on series. I, I'm sure as well as you guys and everybody else, want some new IP from Naughty Dogs. Um, everything they make, they it seems like they put their heart into. I I would love to have that, but it costs more money and it costs more time, and so why I guess when the world is gone the way it has where everything's black and white and the numbers and, and uh, what's your bottom line for the investors or, or what be um, it's a lot easier to just, Oh, we're going to remaster this and re-release it. And then we're going to remaster that and re-release that. And then we're looking good. We're in the green for, for this quarter and that quarter. And, and we don't have to worry about trying to invest in a project that may fail, you know, or may not be up to par with what we normally do. So like Paul said, you can kind of respect it. That they're only gonna do what they believe in, but also it's like, come on, man, we want some, we want the goods. <laughs> <laughs> I I actually will take the other stance. I don't think the remasters are taking their time and attention away. I think they're just trying stuff and it's not working. Like the Last of Us multiplayer, they worked on. We know they dropped a lot of money on it and it just wasn't working, so they scrapped it. So I'm sure there's stuff all along the way that they're trying. I'm sure people are writing things and artists are putting, you know, art concepts together and just nothing's quite sticking yet. I mean, that's at least my guess. Um, but 
The Last of Us Part 2 Remastered, which is right around the corner, this is going to release on the 19th of this month, they have added some stuff to it. Now, it's nothing all that crazy. I don't think this is what they're spending all their time and money on, but they did add some stuff like, obviously, graphical improvements, developer commentary, which is kind of fun, so you can oh, play neat. through the game and hear the developers talk about the game. They added like a free play mode with the guitar I mean, it's oh. like nothing crazy, <laughs> but they did add some new stuff. But the main thing that has people excited is that they have added a roguelike survival mode called No Return. And we did get a 30-second trailer of that this week. This might be the new trend, right? God of War Ragnarok added a roguelike mode. Now The Last of Us is doing it. I wonder if we're going to see this more moving forward. But what are your guys' thoughts on the idea of a roguelike wave-based survival mode in The Last of Us? I oh, like I like the idea of adding content that is replayable for people, right? Like this is this is part of the challenge again, not a developer, but you know, just playing games for so long you start to kind of get a little bit of info on that. And I mean, think about how many games have come out, especially MMOs, right? People like new MMOs that were coming out and it's like we have to focus on the end game content because people will blow through a hundred hours worth of content in like four days, you know, yeah. and then, and then it's like, well, now what do we do? And then you get people that are mad at you because it's like, well, you know, I, I want 200 hours worth of content and people could do it. It took us four years to make that hundred <laughs> hours and you blew through it in four days. Like, what are we supposed to do? And so I like the trend of developers trying to take these beloved genres. We just saw it with God of War Valhalla, right? Which I'm still very jealous that I haven't had a chance to try out yet. Ryan's just smirking at me through the, <laughs> you know, through my monitor here. It's um, good. It's pretty good. I know good. it's good. Like, it, it, and so I think that is a trend that I do like seeing is like, hey, you love God of War. Here's more God of War to keep you busy. And it's a roguelike mode, so you can play it all you want. Like, it, will it be repetitive? Yes. But will you feel like you want to play it? Hopefully, yes. And so with The Last of Us 2, you know, being that it is a finite game with a beginning and an end, I like the idea of them going, hey, if you want more of this, here you go. Here's a roguelike, you know, survival or combat arena, whatever, you know, whatever the devs are giving us. But I do like that trend because I feel like it's a low lift, but I feel like it gives gamers more of that that game that they want. Totally. Yeah, you get you get into a game that when you finish, you enjoyed your playthrough and your time but you're almost kind of bummed you're like man that's it and it's either i i replay through again and try to find stuff that i didn't before or you know move on to something else and if you have that draw and that desire to continue in that world and they give you this kind of option that like you said low lift it's not that much for them to do which i'm sure it's it's still a lot of work but it, it it's something that's replayable, something that you can still get that feeling that you're in that game. So I'm, yeah, I'm all for it. I played that uh, Last of Us online mode. Yeah. I still just just because it was Last of Us, I enjoyed it. But um, yeah, so I'm I'm really interested to check this this out coming coming out soon. Yeah, and that's one thing with Naughty Dog that I'm just missing. They've put out some really fantastic multiplayer content. Uncharted multiplayer was great. Yeah. The Last of Us multiplayer, I didn't play personally, but I know it was loved by many. So I'm really looking forward to them putting out new stuff. I, I will say just one last thing here. A lot of times we really bristle and get upset at remasters and remakes. And a lot of times we call them cra crash gabs, cash grabs. <laughs> In this case, if you already own The Last of Us Part 2, 
it is a $10 upcharge to get the new version, but since they have added the roguelike mode and the commentary and all the additional content, I feel like $10 is a pretty fair upcharge. At least it's not like rebuying Ark for oh, 45 yeah. bucks or something like that. You know, at least it's only a $10 upcharge. <laughs> All right. So uh, before we take our break, let, let's go ahead and hit another another story here about remasters. Why not? Let's just knock these all out in a row. We have a release window now for Metal Gear Solid Delta Snake Eater and yeah. Silent Hill yeah, 2. Yeah, 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 Both yeah. of these are remakes. <laughs> Sony uh, or uh, PlayStation posted a blog that listed both games releasing in 2024, which was never previously shared. So it does appear we're going to get both of those games this year. Are you guys interested in neither one or the other or both? Both. Both? Both. Like, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. since I've played Metal Gear Solid 5, I, I, I enjoyed that game a lot. And now I, I won't go back and play the old Metal Gear games. Like, I, I feel like they're going to be dated to me. I don't know what's going on. But you start giving me current gen versions of these, and then I it, it, it makes me much more interested. So with Snake Eater, which we have covered in the past... I'm very interested in this game because it looks like a modern game to me that also appears to stay true to the source material. So this is what we want from a remake, right? Overhaul the graphics, bring it up into current gen standards, but give me the game that everybody fell in love with before. You know, you don't have to reinvent it to just make it current. And that seems like what they're doing with both this and Silent Hill. Now, people have been clamoring for Silent Hill what was the PO where the initials where it was like, Hey, this was going to be the sequel. And we saw some footage with Norman Reedus and stuff like that for a little while. And then it kind of got scrapped. And now nobody really knows if it's even being made or not, but yeah, Silent Hill two remake and metal gear solid remake or snake eater remake with current gen technology. Yeah. This, this interests me a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, especially since you didn't play the original Josh, the, the new art style won't bother you the way a lot of people see Snake and say, that's not the snake in my memory because I'm so nostalgic for the old PlayStation graphics. So in a way, that's almost, you're kind of like the perfect person. I am the perfect because the up. new art style is what draws me to this game. Because yeah. <laughs> again, I miss the nostalgia part of it, right? And so I don't want to go back and feel like I'm playing a game from the PS2 days at this point. Like that's that's hard to do sometimes. And so for me... Seeing that this is a modern remake of a game is 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 very intriguing to me. I mean, we saw this with Dead Space, right? With the Dead Space remake, where older game, maybe it's starting to feel a little bit dated, but phenomenal source material. And they took this remake and they made it modern. They made it current. They threw quality of life issues in there. And it was phenomenal. Like, if you can keep giving us these kind of remakes, I'm for it. What I don't want are these cheap remasters or these broken remakes, a la Last of Us PC port remake, where mm-hmm. it's buggy and broken and you're just trying to make a quick buck. I Like, that's going to backfire. But if you're giving us legit quality stuff that allows somebody like me to get into this series, I think that's a win. Yeah, absolutely. That... And when I say I'm sick of remakes or I don't want remakes, like it's the remakes of the games that are three years old, two years old, something that just came out and it's kind of almost still on that gen. They're like, oh, we're going to revamp things and just kind of freshen it up, put a new coat of paint on it. Charge you again for it. Yeah, and then charge you again for it, (laughs) which unfortunately Bethesda's got me far too many times with Skyrim. (laughs) Whoa! 
what a sucker. <laughs> but this, I am beyond excited. I'm excited that you're excited, Josh. I'm I'm stoked because this is a beloved game. It's it's absolutely amazing. It's definitely, you know, the same as uh Phantom Pain. It's a little out there. It's pretty wild. But you're gonna you're gonna thoroughly enjoy it. And I am so so beyond excited for it. And even the original voice, David Hader, um, he gave his thumbs up on it. Thinks everything's looking good so far. I I don't believe he had to re-record anything. The audio was still good enough to where they're kind of just revamping stuff. But um, yeah, it's it's one of those that it's the time has passed to where you can come in, revamp it, and everyone that loves it, and then people like you that don't have the nostalgia are just going to come in and all just enjoy it together. It'll be really fun to be back in the jungle with Snake. Oh, yeah. Like, Phantom Pain has fantastic gameplay, and as much as I love it, the whole Afghanistan desert is a little drab drab. and boring. Yeah, Yeah, it's really fun to run around with all of your, like, camo paint and be running around the jungles. Yeah. Tastes like poison. (laughs) It's going to be great. (laughs) Now, all that being said, I never played Silent Hill 2, so I'm actually a little bit more excited for that because I have no problem playing the old Metal Gear Solids. I've played through all of them within the last few years. Silent Hill is the one that'll be brand new and fresh to me, so that'll be like you know, really fun to be able to experience that for the first time. All right, well, let's go ahead and take a short break, and we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, we are now back. Next story here. Let's talk a little bit about Star Citizen and... I want to apologize in advance to all of our Star Citizen fans. We know you guys are out there. It's not personal, but when I see a headline on PC Gamer that says, and I quote, Star Citizen truly outdoes itself with a $48,000 bundle for its most loyal whales. I mean, how do we not talk about this and poke fun at it? (laughs) Uh, For a cool 48K, you can get all 175 ships in the game. However... Not only do you have to spend 48000 for that bundle, you have to have already dropped over $1,000 in the game in order to be part of the Chairman's Club. It's hard to believe this all started with horse armor just a few years back, but this is where we are now, guys. All right, I, I have a question for you guys. What is the most money you have ever spent on a video game? I'm going to guess World of Warcraft for Paul, because you played it for a few years at 15 bucks a month plus expansions, right? Ryan, Destiny 2 maybe with all the expansion. I don't know. Probably, but like, yeah, with the expansions. I, I mean, 
you know, I, I when I was at the height of Hearthstone, I probably spent two hundred dollars on card packs. You know, over over the <laughs> right. course of like a year, kind of thing. You know, I, I mean, it's not uncommon for subscription service games or you know card based games. I mean, microtransactions, battle passes. I mean, now everybody's spending ten bucks a month on a battle pass. You know, but it's like when you break that down, it's a couple hundred dollars. You know, somewhere around there, like even I, I can imagine a world where somebody's been a really huge fan of some game, has supported them for a long time, and it's probably dropped you know a thousand dollars right over the course of like playing this game for three years or something like that. Forty eight thousand dollars, guys. It's so much money. Forty eight so thousand dollars. <laughs> this is this is like a Tesla. You know what I mean? Yeah. For digital pixels in a video game. Now listen, if you got that kind of money out there. Power to you, buddy, because, you know, if you're spending $48,000 on a video game, I'm going to be honest, I'm a little bit jealous that you're in that position. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so far be it from me to slander you for your spending choices. But also, we have to poke fun at Star Citizen. Because what other game in existence has ever come forth and said, by the way, guys, we've got a bundle for you. And you're like, ooh, really? Is it, is it like DLC? Is it like, do I get all the, the cosmetics in it? And it's like, what, like $50, $100? And it's like $48,000, guys. You can have all these ships. And it's just like, what are you thinking? But then I know what they're thinking is there are people out there that are buying this. That's Dude, this is so completely insane. Look, like you said, Josh, everyone's free to spend their own money however they want to see fit. Now, that being said... If anyone is dropping more than like 60 to 80 bucks on this game, like, I'm sorry, but you're being taken advantage of. You're willingly engaging in a game that's pay to play. It is not going to deliver on all of their promises. This game, this game will never be done being developed. It's going to be in development eternally. If someone wants to drop like 45 bucks for a starter ship and play, I get it. Maybe you buy a a, a higher ship because you enjoy the game. I get it. That's totally fine. How anyone could say the best use of my $48,000 are 175 ships in Star Citizen is so beyond me. Think about what you could do in ways of like travel or something useful that you can actually use can in real life. I can build a mock-up of a spaceship and put it in yeah. my backyard for <laughs> You can almost fly grand. to space. Yeah. You're not yeah. that far <laughs> off. <laughs> Oh goodness, forty eight thousand. That's crazy. I I would never poke fun at someone spending a couple hundred bucks on Star Citizen. I personally wouldn't, but I will poke fun at anyone who spends forty eight thousand on this game. That is just completely insane. Well, we were just even talking with playing Fortnite. Like we were talking about your skin. You're like, I don't know, and we're like, uh, I think that skin's worth a lot of money. And then you know, we're telling you right away, sell it. And I just it blows my mind that people would even buy it. You know, some yeah. special skin on a game or things like that. But it all comes back to your ROI. Like, what are you getting out of it? If you buy something and it, and it improves your enjoyment of the game for a extended period of time, you get 10, 15 more hours of enjoyment of something, then okay, you can you can justify it, quote unquote. But I mean, $48,000. I mean, I, I, I'm a big gambler. I love sports betting and stuff. And I see some crazy tickets where these guys will drop two, three $300,000 on really bad odd bets and then they lose. But it's like, Man, how could he how could he put that bet down? But people that are doing this, 
they're not worried about that 48,000. They're not worried about that 100,000. They're not worried about any of that. Yeah, so I'm it's just pocket change. What I want to do them. is I want us to remember this. And at the end of the year, I want us to see if we can figure out how many they actually sold of these packages. Like, <laughs> I like don't what, think they'll announce how many they've sold, to be honest. I mean, what would you guys think it would be? Like, who who really has $48,000? be that surprised. Gonna, Honestly, but you'd on be a, surprised. Like, it's yeah. not like a yacht or some something crazy. It's, it's ships in a video game. Like, how many millionaires are really playing Star Citizen? This, the, here's, here's the real rub with this, right? And, and you guys mentioned it. Spend your money how you want to spend your money. We are not mocking anybody for spending money how they want to. And again, if I you will. got $48,000 to yeah, spend on I am. video games. I will. Stuff, You're like, a fool. <laughs> but here, They're but free to do co- it, but we're also free to poke fun. Yeah, but like, <laughs> here's the rub that rubs me a little bit wrong, is when Star Citizen is the highest funded game ever, you know, like, doesn't this just seem a little greedy at that point? You know what I mean? Like, it, it, this is not like saying, hey, we need your help to get this game off the ground. How about a Kickstarter or something like that? This is the highest funded game to ever exist. And they still come out and say, hey, rich people out there, give us $48,000 and you can have all the ships we got. Like, the ships yeah. are already developed. They already exist. They're, it's just ones and zeros. This is like, it's a database. <laughs> you know, like, how does that translate to $48,000? So that's the only part that truly rubs me the wrong way, is it's just Star Citizen taking advantage of rich people with too much money. Yeah. No, that's exactly what it is. If you can't make the game for $638 million or however much they've raised by now, it's not going to happen. I mean, the, the, yeah, I was doing some Google searches for how much the cheapest ships cost, and the top result that came up was a Reddit post where someone posted seven years ago, you can buy a $45 ship, and I'd highly recommend the $15 add-on for Squadron 42. It's a standalone that's going to come out later this year. Late, and this that's was seven, seven years ago. years yeah. ago. <laughs> the fact that you can just fork over money even for like squadron 42 they hold your money for seven years and still don't have it ready for you like no one would put up with that in any other industry there is no industry where you just hand over money and you get the product seven years later without investing into the company right it's not like buying stock um it's completely insane uh star citizen the more uh, I, look, the tech demos are fantastic. I get wowed when I watch them. And then I'm just like, I think anyone could have done that with $630 million, you know, at the end <laughs> they of the better. day. better. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we're very quickly running out of time. Do you guys, uh, do you guys want to talk about Star Wars Outlaws or Xbox achievements? What, what, what should we do? We can do both. We can do both. We can do both. Star right. Wars Outlaws coming out in 2024, guys. It's been confirmed. <laughs> we already knew that. But Disney Parks did post a blog that mentioned at the end of 2024, and then it got changed. So I, I th- we even said that in our most anticipated. We said this is probably coming out like December, and this kind of seems to confirm that. Here's the weird thing with this. Initially, Disney's Parks said it's coming out late 2024. Okay, well, that's, you know, holiday season, right? The last three months of the year. But then they changed it and they said, no, no, it's coming out in 2024. Yeah. Does that mean they're moving it up? I don't think so. Well, why would you take away the late part then? Like you're like just say it's coming out right at the end of 2024, and then people go, okay, what's that mean? Like November, December? 
Cool. I know when to expect it. And then they went, no, 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 no. We're taking away the late part. It's just 2024. Like, is this January or or December 30th then? Is that what you're trying to like? Why change it then? You can't have the carrot too far away from the horse, Josh. It's got to be close enough that you're still excited. (laughs) I honestly think that's all it is. Is that really why? Because if they say late, people lose interest. So fools like me that think, well, maybe this means May instead. (laughs) I'm just getting strung along. Just to get people talking about it like you. Like, oh, hey, guys, did you notice? They got me. They got rid of the late. Maybe we're going to get it sooner, guys. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) All right. You Uh, know what? I'm planting my flag. It's coming out before November, guys. Ooh, I like that. I'll take that. I will. I will guarantee it comes out November or later. Dang it. (laughs) Book it. (laughs) We can revisit this. We'll see. (laughs) All right. And then last story of the day, rumors have been running around that Xbox is finally going to be overhauling their achievement system. It has basically remained exactly the same for the last 20 years. We do not know exactly what they're going to be doing with it, but there have been some reports that it's being completely overhauled. Um, what do you guys think they might be doing with it? Does this really matter? I don't think we're really that big on achievements, but then again, maybe it's because it hasn't been done right. So what do you think Xbox might be doing with it? I know that there was a lot of chatter about them making like platinum, you know, like with PlayStation, if you hundred percent a game, you've platinumed that game and PlayStation yeah, gives you like the platinum true, the trophy for it. Right. And there, there's a lot of people that trophy hunt and achievement hunt and all that. And so I, I get it to say like, hey, I want to complete this game. Paul, you got 100% on Cyberpunk and you had to go through steps to get certain cars to do certain things so that you could say I 100% of this game. Mm -hmm. Now, you are not normally a person that cares about going through a game and getting that 100% on it, correct? Right. 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 So when you were doing that with Cyberpunk, did it add to the game for you? Did it detract? Did you start feeling like it was work or did, or did it allow you to say like, I've seen everything this game wants to show me at this point? Oh, this is the perfect question because what I was going to talk about ironically was cyberpunk. All right. Almost all the achievements in cyberpunk, you just kind of automatically do if you're loving the game, right? They are not very creative achievements. Some of the achievements are things like clear out every NCPD spot on the map. Like, okay, I'm enjoying cyberpunk. I'm going to do that anyway. Um, A lot of it is just not creative at all. What I really miss is when people would get creative with achievements. And I think in my limited experience in gaming, the best I've seen is in World of Warcraft. They added an achievement system that gave you really fun, goofy things to go try out and test. There were things like survive a fall of 50 meters. And then when you would do that, then it would be survive a fall of 100 meters, survive a fall of 150 meters. And it would give you funny ways to figure out, okay, how can I fall into a lake from a high ledge? And you'd try to figure out how to do it. Or, you know, can I just pop this item that lets me slow fall? Will that count? And there were so many. There, there were hundreds upon hundreds of these, and they would unlock mounts, titles, uh, gear, all that kind of stuff. And it actually made achievement hunting fun. And I think if Xbox starts working stuff like that, that would be great. But they're not going to be able to like recode games on behalf of developers. So I don't really know what Xbox can do per se, but I really want to see developers get far more creative than just 
buy every car in cyberpunk and here's your achievement. Well, it's it's such a simple way to add more, you know, quote unquote content to your game where they just come up with these goofy achievements and then you have all these people playing this game and doing more things that they otherwise wouldn't have been doing. You know, I, I like you said on the wow, you know, you would see people all lined up at the right spots doing that thing for the achievements or, you know, I got buddies that are, are trophy hunters and they're, you know, they're on these old games or different ones that are on the PlayStation that they would have not played at all, but they're like, oh, I want to platy it, you know, so I'm going to go and I'm going to replay through this and get all this stuff done and follow the guides and everything. So, yeah, I think it's just, it's like I said, it's one way to add content and continuous gameplay where it otherwise wouldn't have been there just from something as simple as an achievement. I will yeah. I will say as somebody that doesn't know a lot about that realm, I mean, platinum people are basically the antithesis of me because I struggle to finish a game at all. And then there's this subset of people that can go through their games diligently and say, I have now 100%ed this game. I've 100%ed this game. And they'll go back and they'll just focus on that. And in a sense, it's impressive to me because that I just can't fathom that kind of dedication to a game. But what I do know is that PlayStation appears to be light years ahead of Xbox in this regard with the PlayStation achievements and the trophy hunting and things like that. So I think this is Xbox saying, how can we get better, you know, in in certain ways? And, you know, they're not going to compare with PlayStation for the exclusives. Um, And so if they can improve the gamer experience, which, you know, I mean, with Game Pass, these games aren't all bangers, but at least it allows people to try a wide variety of games. So I think this is one way that Xbox is trying to improve something that they know may not they may not be that great at or they're lagging behind on. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and it's almost it's, you know, not to say like a status symbol, but like it's a flex with oh, the gamers. I've seen them. They're flex. like, look oh, how yeah. many platies I have. Look at all these trophies, you know, and then I'm working on these other ones. And so people will go through and they'll look through your profile. Oh, you only have seven platinums or I got 42. And so, yeah, it's it's definitely it's yeah, it's there's some people that love a, their trophies. There is a very real sense of achievement for people yeah. like getting these trophies and platinum. I mean, I, and like I said, I mean, I, I understand that, you know, kudos to you for that patience and that dedication. Like there, there is no slander for me on that. I just wish I could understand like that mindset. Cause like I don't I said, get it. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't like finish you, a game guys, much less <laughs> like doing all the extra stuff. <laughs> Yeah, but if the achievements are done in a fun way, exactly. maybe that exactly. would draw and increase your enjoyment of a game. Yes. But you have to be clever with it. I was just browsing through the cyberpunk achievements, and it's it's just really boring stuff. It's like, find all of Johnny's old clothing and complete all cyber psycho sightings. Like, there's a couple fun ones, like shoot three grenades using a revolver while the grenade is still in the air. Okay, that's kind of neat, but even that's not really all that creative. And then you sometimes see these other stupid achievements that are like log into the game 10 years after release yeah. and stuff like that, where it's like, okay, well, I can't even do this for 10 more years, you know, which in come on, we, we can do better people though, because the achievement hunters want it. And then they yes. go, well, this is stupid. I, I have to wait five years to, to like 100% this game. So uh, apparently there is a balance there. I'm with you. Give me creative ways to do something. I will say that when I am playing a game and a little Steve achievement pops up in the bottom, like I'm playing Returnal right now, you know, and so it's like I get the little pop up and it's like achievement. And then I always go, oh, what's that? Oh, cool. I died 
on the very first level, like an idiot, you know, or something like that. But I mean, I, it, they do interest me. I just don't have the like personality to go like chasing after them. But if you can make them more fun with pe- for people, and if this is something that Xbox can be creative with, I could see it being a big win as far as something that a lot of people view it as this is not nearly as good as what PlayStation is doing. Yeah, we don't chase those achievements, but it's fun when they pop up. But if they were creative enough to cause you to chase them kind of like how much you love remnant Two, unlocking the archon class and stuff like that like that's an achievement to work toward if games had fun achievements like that it could really add to the game experience but I, i think just a lot of people haven't figured out how to quite get there All right. Well, that wraps everything up here for this week in gaming. We would like to ask all of our listeners to just take a brief second. Go rate our show five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on socials everywhere at Video Gamers Pod. And if you love our show and want more content, the uh, genie of the podcast has you covered. Just go on over to MultiplayerSquad.com. You can sign up on Patreon, get bonus episodes, all kinds of perks like that, starting at five bucks a month. And uh, that's it for, for today. We want to say thank you to everyone out there for listening. And until next time, happy gaming. Oh, tastes like poison. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you, everybody. <laughs> see ya. <laughs>